0: So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. Now, I love talking practical things. We often on the show end up talking about deep spiritual things, which I also love. But I think it's really important that we get the practical in place in order to thrive in our lives. And sometimes that means getting rid of the clutter and the chaos or figuring out some systems of things that are going to work well. I've often found that we we sometimes need to spend time on the front end of something in our lives, whatever that may be, whether it is like a meal plan or a place to, to put our kids' backpacks, whatever the system might be. We spend some time on the front end so that later on, we can just live out the system and not have to keep reinventing the wheel every day. Now, one of the challenges is that systems continue to change as seasons change, as families change, as work changes, all those things, we need to kind of continually figure out new systems and even new rhythms. And so September to me has always felt like the real new year. Because that's over here where we are, that's when kids go back to school. Um, And what I have found over the last few years is there's a balance with rhythms that is both paying attention to what is already going on in our lives. So working rhythms around what is already happening. So for example, let's say you have a young baby and there's just certain times where they nap. Well, sometimes you create rhythms around when they are naturally napping. You kind of go with the baby's rhythm. There's other times where you are creating the rhythm. You're saying, this is what I want in place. And so let's say again, for the baby example, where you are creating that baby nap time, and that might take a while to adjust that rhythm, but you've created a nap time because you have to leave the house at a certain time for after-school pickup for your other kids. And so with rhythms, that's the same thing. There's some things that we pay attention to How is my life already flowing and other things that we need to be intentional about and put into place. And so rhythms also happen daily, they happen weekly, and they happen seasonally. And so I'm just going to share a few things we can think about when it comes to rhythms in our lives. This might be one of those episodes where it's a great idea to grab like a pen and a paper or your phone and just jot a few notes down, things that you can think about moving forward in your own life. So first off, daily. So paying attention in a regular day, what are are some of your rhythms? And so, you know, you might kind of have the normal things you do when you get up in the morning and brush your teeth and maybe you're somebody who like jumps in the shower right away. That's your rhythm or you um, sit downstairs with your cup of coffee and open your Bible. So what are kind of some of your daily rhythms, things that you're already doing? Um, One thing I think we often don't pay enough attention to is really our evening rhythm because our evening rhythm Sets the tone for the next day. So a few things that we have in place, uh, which we try to, again, the sort of the best possible version of of how we're living our lives is totally resetting the kitchen. Figuring out at, at our peak for our kids, it would be laying out your clothes for the next day. Getting the coffee maker set up. What are the things basically that you can do to make the morning as seamless as possible the next day as seamless as possible do you need to maybe write out what your plan is for the next day maybe you have some intentions some things you need to do for work sometimes what we do in the evening um, really really sets us up well for the next day or the next day we kind of pay for it and that could even be included in bedtime so for our family we are just wrapping up the summer And we do such a great job of getting into vacation mode, staying up late, the kids love to sleep in, all of those things. So really one of our main things we're gonna focus on in September and beyond is, what does it look like for all of us to thrive? It's gonna look like focusing on our evening rhythm. What does it look like for each of us to say, this is what I do at this time, this is what I do at this time. And we tend to be people who, um, we're not super legalistic, But we have intentions where we say this is the time, you know, pajamas get on. We brush our teeth or we we figured out what are some things that we're going to do to set each of us up well for the next day. So daily, I would say, figure out what your daily kind of rhythms are, depending on your stage of life. Um, But then also, what are the things that you you aren't currently doing that you want to do? What do you need to do to make a plan And place it where you want to be. And sometimes we have to reverse engineer things. So for example, if I know personally for myself, that I am the best version of myself, if I can um, have some time alone in the morning with Jesus, and also move my body, that is really ideal. It doesn't always happen. And it definitely doesn't happen if I don't plan for it. Again, that is where the going to bed early early enough the night before is really going to come into play um but i need to kind of reverse engineer and say you know i need to be fully present and available for the kids by this time therefore i need to plan for this much time to move my body this much time to read the bible this much time to or spend you know just in silence or or worship or whatever it might be doing that morning um I need to reverse engineer that and say, this is the time I'm going to be up and then keep going and say, if that's the time I'm going to be up, what time do I need to go to bed? And so I don't, I'm a night owl by nature. I don't love going to bed early, but I've also figured out, um, A, I'm motivated because I know having a good morning, starting the morning off in, in an ideal way that actually sets me up so well for the day. That's gonna set up my family really well for the day, so it's worth it for me. So I know that. Secondly, what do I need to do? Um, keep reverse engineering. What do I need to do throughout the day so that I can go to bed at a decent time? Do I need to be um, doing some things that I'm not sort of putting off um, until the evening? Can I can I even fit those out in the, fit those in in the daytime? Um, and then figuring out what. What is kind of a draw for me to go to bed earlier, maybe having um, a good book, something that isn't going to kind of rile me up, um, get me excited about the storyline, but something that is, you know, interesting, interesting enough to make me want to go read it, but not so interesting that it's waking me up. So to me, that is kind of taking a look at some of our daily rhythms. What is our evening routine? What is already going on in there? And what are the things we want to put in place? I also give myself a ton of grace for this. Again, we've been in kind of this summer vacation mode. So it's a great time to think about, okay, going into September, what do I want um, this to look like? And what's realistic? Um, Last January, I was like, I'm going to this gym. And I I think the first few days I got to the gym by like 6am and then I didn't go back for the whole month. Like I I made it twice and I was like, never mind. And really it was way too ambitious for me. So to um, so start off with something that is realistic. And for me, the moving my body, it's, it's just more realistic for me in the morning to go for a walk in my neighborhood or for like a 10 minute jog. I'm not doing something like overly ambitious in the morning typically. Um, it's just about getting the blood flowing. It is about feeling good <laughs> mentally about moving my body. Okay, so that's daily. Weekly. What are the weekly rhythms we need in our life? And so again, paying attention to what already happens and then placing things where it makes sense. So a few of the weekly uh, rhythms we have are things like cleaning. Is there sort of a weekly cleaning rhythm? Uh, Sabbath or rest. And then I would say connection, and so that would be connecting with um, the various people you want to connect with on a weekly basis. So first off, cleaning. I noticed a few years ago when I was a mostly stay-at-home mom, I would work one or two days a week, um, and then we would have a variety of activities during the week, but there was always kind of one day where I was like, oh, this, this particular day, like a Wednesday, we just happened to be home on Wednesday, and I realized, I was like, oh this is a great day to clean my house. And usually I pair a cleaning day because I have to be home to clean my house. I would pair that with kind of a batch cooking day. And I'm not talking like a crazy amount of cooking, but there'd be certain things where maybe I'd say, I can start some, I like to make like big soups or stews or chilies or other things in a big pot that I, we can have for lunches throughout the week, but also I can throw some in the freezer And so I just found like, I know I'm home on Wednesdays. I'm going to plan to make that my cleaning day and also my cooking day. So then I would know, okay on Tuesdays, if I'm going to be home Wednesday, Tuesday might be a great day to pick up a few groceries for something I'm going to want to batch cook. So I hope that makes sense. That's one of those ones where I, it would always change Not only every year, but even every season, depending on what kind of kids activities were and things like that. But I just kind of paid attention to what are my natural rhythms? Okay, we're here this day. And then I began to protect that and say, you know, I don't have anything going on Wednesday. Yes, I could go on a play date with a friend or I could do something else. But then I'm going to miss out on that cleaning and cooking day. And that actually became pretty important to the overall Um, flow of our house and functioning well, Um, if our house is a mess or it's not clean, it's actually going to then leak into the next thing, which I'll talk about, which is like our Sabbath and our rest. And so um, for us, we have found that Saturday is a great day for us to have a Sabbath or a rest. And again, we're not super legalistic in terms of what this looks like. Like we're not saying you cannot cook anything. Um, We're just saying the overall idea of the day is what does it look like to mostly unplug from technology? We sometimes have times where the kids are watching shows that day. That's a way they like to rest. Um, I might be doing something like that. But in general, we're saying, okay, this is our Sabbath. This is our rest. It's a chance really to take a break from work. And so my husband does a great job. He turns his phone off Friday night, turns it on usually Sunday after church, and he's for him, that's been a good way to say, I'm unplugging from work. I'm not working on the weekend. Now, he still goes away sometimes for weekends. And so again, things will happen in our lives. But as a general rhythm, that is our rest. And so we've figured out what does it look like to, to make that happen? And it's really hard to rest in your house if it's a disaster. And so sometimes that means Friday night. Hey, guys, as a family let's do 20 minutes all at the same time, cleaning various clutter and spaces and doing things really to prepare for that rest. And it's always, it's interesting because doing something like that also provides connection as we do it together. And, and I, um, personally, I don't like using the word chores because I, when I hear that word, I think, ooh, like I kind of shudder. I don't, I don't like to do any chores. Uh, we just call them jobs, or we just say, hey, these are what are the things we need to do so we can enjoy our time tomorrow. And so, when I frame it that way, it, um, like in general, no one really wants to clean, but once you're doing it and you also see the uh, finished product, you feel really good. Like there's something good about cleaning and being productive like it it actually feels really good um, regardless of you know who you are and your um, your age and stage and all those kind of things Um, there is something about cleaning up a space that actually can really um, connect you as you do it together but also kind of feel good as we start our Sabbath time together so that's something that I have found even in having my cleaning rhythm is what do I need to what do I need to clean in this week what do the kids need to clean can we do something on a on a wednesday afternoon where we've said this is our our big family clean or something like that so that we can actually protect our sabbath so paying attention to what's already happening the rhythm of the week and then being intentional and planning something in there the last one for the week is just connection so what does it look like to say hey i like who do i intentionally want to connect with do we do we plan a family night where we are watching a movie together or we're doing board games together? Um, is it something where the kids watch a movie and my husband and I play a board game or card game together? We watch our own movie or we go out on a date. So it really helps if those are things that we can weekly plug into our schedule. And I found that once we kind of get in a rhythm of these things, then it becomes more of the norm. Like, oh, yeah, we do this on this time and this and this time. And when we get out of rhythm, either because we're sick or we're on holidays or something happens, it really can be hard to kind of get back into that rhythm. Um, So it helps to know like, oh, yeah, we've planned this for this day. And here's here's kind of our why. That's another big thing is we figure out our rhythms. Why do we want to do these things? And, you know, the why of having a rest on a Saturday is motivation enough um, for us to do that push. On a friday night or sometime earlier in the week um, we also do tend to you know have church on sunday and maybe some um visiting with some people or continuing you know to, to rest in whatever way uh, we want and then sunday night there's usually a, a bit of organization for the week if there's anything that has become more of a disaster in our house how can we again try to spend that time together to reset our space so that we are able to thrive going into a new week? Lastly, I want to talk about seasonal rhythms. And this is tricky, I would say, especially in the current season we find ourselves in where it's hard to plan things. So I will just share about it from a <clears throat> from a perspective of when you can just, you know, actually make plans and travel and do things. But really what I've we've tried to do seasonally um, is again, paying attention to what are things we already do and then figuring out what can we plan. And so sometimes the, the seasonally I would say it's seasonally figuring out, are there times to connect with God? And I like to go on um, a women's retreat where of course I'm gonna be with other women, but I'm also kind of just unplugging from my regular life with the idea of like, I'm gonna connect with other friends, but also with God. Um, seasonally connecting with family. So whether that is going to visit family, going on vacation, something where we're saying, you know what, we're actually, it's seasonally unplugging from our regular life just to connect with each other. And then seasonally resting. So what does that look like? And when we kind of know seasonally what the ebb and flow of our life is, then we are able to really take some true rest, I think by nature we are, we're kind of go 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 people, and I really do think we are created to move and work and um, produce. But it's also um, we're not going to make it in over the long haul if we're if we're exhausted, if we're burnt out. And I hear people more and more saying like, "I'm so tired. I just don't know how to rest." And and part of it is understanding seasonal rhythms and understanding like this past summer. Um, I really have done my best to step back and to rest, and some of the rest has just been mental. To say, Jacqueline, you have permission to not figure out what your life is going to look like for the next five months. You have permission to just like just live and be present in the moment, because some of our exhaustion is just mental. We're just trying to figure out what's going on, and and it it's hard. If you heard my episode last week. <clears throat> the end of the world um, which was a lot lighter than the title sounds but um, it's just a we're living in such a strange time it's hard to it's hard to make plans for things but really just asking God to discern like okay in this moment is this a moment that is um, a rest season is this a moment that is a push season I think about it even like sitting at a light and uh, sometimes it's like the light the light is red. This is a season to stop. Sometimes the light is green. It's like, I don't know if you've ever driven with somebody who you're, you're going along and the light's green, but they still slow down. You're like, "What what are you doing? Like the light's green, like you need to go for it. Or when the light is yellow and it's like, okay, you know what, this is a bit of a transition season. And so we can't know that until we spend that time with God and he helps guide us and helps us discern what season are we in, What do we need to do in this season? So that is my hope for you when it comes to rhythms. You can pay attention. What are the current rhythms of my life? And what are the things I want to see in my life? What can I begin to plan for? And implementing certain things like Sabbath can take a while. Like it's not like we just say, hey, we're going to start Sabbathing on a Saturday and this is let's do it. This is what it looks like. Um, It might be it's probably going to be some trial and error, to be honest, Um, figuring out um, not dictating for each person. This is hard. This is what it's going to look like. But actually saying to each person, like, what does it look like for you to be rested? And that's what I've said. Sometimes we're totally screen free. And other times it's like, yeah, our kids like watch a ton of Saturday morning TV because, you know, that's kind of what each of us needed. So I hope this is encouraging for you as you head into what I feel like is the real new year. And I trust this episode has helped you move one step closer to thriving. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not gonna ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am gonna ask if while you are listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right, and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something, but when someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact Thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.